Hello, and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, October 21st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content to help you get that mojo back. Yeah, not not a great feeling for a Monday morning. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, well, uh, we will be talking about that game in Dallas, but first... You can subscribe to Locked on Flyers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll automatically get our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. So we will be recapping the aforementioned stinker against Dallas. We will be previewing tonight's game against the Golden Knights. And finally, we will have our nemesis of the week. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. Tweet us your questions for our weekly mailbag or tell us what you think about how the Flyers are doing so far. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So the Flyers played Dallas on Saturday night. I will say on the upside, it started at a normal time. <laughs> yes, it, it did. It was at home. So, and I, I suppose the uh, in-game entertainment highlight of the game was that that guy with all the Philadelphia sports tattoos that had the big fanatic yes. was there, and apparently <laughs> revealed a gritty addition to his panoply of Philadelphia sports body ink. So that was entertaining, I guess. That was. I wouldn't say that was. That was probably like the second best thing that happened that night I think the first was the Couturier goal yeah it was really pretty just a a perfect tic-tac-toe with the entire line involved from G to Konechny to Coots who had a perfect shot into the net lifted it above the shoulder it looked so nice it was beautiful and that's just like a a play that we're so used to seeing from them Yeah, and I think it helps solidify, I think, most people's desire to keep that line together, regardless of what else is going on, to try and kickstart some more offense. I think that conventional wisdom says to keep them together. Yeah, I would agree. So after that goal, though, (laughs) what happened, Danielle? I have no idea. I don't. When we previewed this game, it felt like a trap game, right? Exactly. Like Dallas, like everything was in Philadelphia's favor. Um, but Dallas, I mean, even against when they played Pittsburgh, they looked good. They didn't look like a team that had that record. And so, you know, I, I did see that um, Jim Montgomery made a couple changes, specifically in the defensive pairs. And... It seemed like it worked out. I, I don't know. I mean, the Flyers were facing Ben Bishop, Ben Bishop, who is their starting goaltender. But I, I just don't know where, why it all fell apart for the Flyers. They had such a good um, start to the game. Um, they looked fast. They looked energized. Yeah, it was a really, actually good defensive effort, except for when Dallas scored. Yeah, you know it was like any time they broke, they had a breakdown, then it w- it went in the back of the net. Yeah, so and I think 
Dallas had very few shots over the course of the game, like 16 overall, which is almost nothing. And I, so I think that one of the takeaways from the game was Carter Hart not quite recovering from the Edmonton game in the way that we would have hoped. Yeah. He looked a little shaky handling the puck. And I think because the defense did such a good job of preventing shots, he was a little rusty over the course of the game. And I think there was at least a, like a 10 minute period during the second where he faced zero shots. And so he got rusty. And then when he did have to face a shot, it went in. It was very frustrating. It was, and it didn't help the fact that the Flyers uh, had 39 shots on Bishop and only one went in, one mistake, and then Dallas is up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, I, I, it was the third goal, I think, as the Lindell scored um, on the power play. Just yeah. like a bad decision on the, for the penalty kill. Like, I think uh, they all... They just left him uncovered. Yeah. It just wasn't like situational awareness. Yeah, I, I, I did I, notice he yeah. was wide open. Hit wide open, yeah. So, yeah, I think there was a little bit of a structural breakdown there on that PK mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I think one of my other takeaways from the game was that they just weren't getting quality rebound opportunities. And that yeah. Bishop was doing a really good job of either covering or... Um, kicking out the puck toward one of his defensemen or something so that the Flyers just were n- never seeming to be in the right position to get that rebound and get another opportunity. And I noticed that especially with JVR, who just seems snake bit in the worst way, and I feel so bad for him. And, yeah, and he just, I mean, that I'm not worried about JVR because I know once he gets one, they're just all going to go in. But I just yeah. <laughs> feel so bad he has to keep waiting for his first the season. Yeah, but I think he led the team in shots for the second time this season. I think he had had nine shots in one game, and he had six shots versus Dallas. Or maybe it's just six, five on five. But, um, yeah, he had nine total shots. And he's doing this with, like, like a rotating cast of line mates. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this game, uh, AV switched up his line a lot. Uh, he played a majority of the game with uh, Scott Lawton and Tyler Pitlick. Then he was with Raffle and Turinsky. And then he was also with Lawton and Raffle. So um, he's doing this on like multiple different lines, different line mates. And I mean, it's going to go in soon for JVR. It has to. I hope so. <laughs> For my own sanity and his, it has to. Yeah. The other thing is after the game, AV's press conference, he seemed really positive. He did. He did. What he said in the press conference, it was all true. Like you look at the stats, you look at the, the play, the Flyers did dominate. It's just right now, for some reason, the pucks aren't going in. They can't finish. And that's not something that's going to happen that's going to be consistent throughout the whole season. You know, I, I, that's something that I, I wouldn't worry about if the systems weren't working. Um, if, if, you know, they were being outshot and dominated through multiple periods, then I would be worried, but it just, it, this is making, 
this is forcing Flyers fans to do something that we, we really don't have, and it's, it's patience. You know, the systems are working. We just have to be patient, and it'll pay off. Um, the goals will start going in. Yeah. But until then, it seems like a lot, half of the – well, I won't say half, but a lot of the fan base is sick of it. They're already t- complaining about this team. I can see both sides of the argument. And that I totally agree that they, you know, with AV that they are playing well and, and the system that he's yeah. put in place is working. But at the same time, a slow start is something we've been experiencing for years. And to not have a better outcome for at least a f- couple more of these games, uh, can be really frustrating as a fan. And no matter what you're doing it it i think it was important this season in particular you know and we talked about this at last week or right before the season started that um this team in order to recapture the attention of the philadelphia sports fan base it was important for them to win often and early i wonder if it's a matter of shot selection when they're actually taking them, um, which is something that you can practice and get better at and and scout goaltenders to find the best kinds of opportunities to beat those particular goaltenders in future games. But there's also been, you know, the system that he's put in place, which is very defensive oriented, which has been good and has allowed them to break out the offense in the way that they wanted to, but with a, a little bit less individual creativity, let's say. So, I, you know, this concept came up last year a little bit, I think, too, especially when you talk about Ghost on defense yeah. with, you know, he was being held back by Hackstall, and once you let him loose, then you know, he'll be better again. But, I, you know, I don't know if that's the case here. Yeah, I, I don't either. I do know that, you know, they're finally home. And, I mean, they have a game today, but they have two days off after that. So they'll have time to, like, go over video and hopefully practice shot of their shot selections. And, and you know, instead of just making sure that the, the shot that they're taking is of higher quality or like, you know, in the high danger zones. Um, but even in that metric in the Dallas game, they still had better high danger chances than Dallas. Yeah. So I don't know. I still, it's still a small sample size, even with this one, this extra game we have to analyze. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not giving up on them at all. You know, I'm just trying to understand where the vitriol is coming from. And I I can relate to it because emotionally there is the disappointment. And, you know, you see Dallas get a couple of easy goals or what seems like easy goals. And it just feels the same as last year, even though we know it isn't in actuality. Yeah. So it's just hard to get over that hump, I think. Very true. But, you know, like you said, short turnaround time, we have Vegas now to focus on and you know Dallas is in the past would we have liked them to get a point uh from this game maybe definitely two absolutely but you know it's an 82 game season yep 
And on that note, we'll be previewing the game against Vegas next. Welcome back to Locked on Flyers, and we are going to preview the aforementioned game against the Vegas Golden Knights. So Vegas is 6-3-0, and and they're coming off a, an emotional shutout of the Pens in Pittsburgh with the number one penalty kill in the league. How do we feel about that? Um, definitely not confident, but I think this is a good measuring stick for the Flyers. You know, the Golden Knights are a team that is definitely... Uh, viewed as a cup contender. So, you know, I'd like to see how they match up. They're, they're extremely deep. Um, their top six, even their top nine, um, it's just, it's just so good. Um, it really and then is. you have Flurry playing out, out of his mind. And, and, you know, maybe we might see Subban, but there's a day in between, so we might see Flurry again. Yeah. I, I wonder if that, emotional high of that game against Pittsburgh, especially for Flurry, will bring them down a little bit for for this game um, and leave them a little vulnerable to the Flyers, who in theory should be extra hungry to score a lot of goals. Yeah, I think right now, Dansk is their backup. Okay. So, but again, I... It, they are managing Flurry a little bit more lightly now that he is older. So, and you know he does have a spotty history playing the Flyers. So I would not be surprised if we got the backup. But, but then again, you never know. You know there was a day off in between for them. So, um, we shall see who winds up in net. But regardless, I think that the Flyers are gonna again, have to come out really strong and get some early goals so then they can settle into the defensive structure that they've been playing so well and have it be meaningful. Yeah. I think that's the best strategy I, in this game. With Vegas, they definitely need to, you know, and I haven't seen this from the Flyers, but just you don't want to try to make the prettiest play, just, you know, try to be dependable and reliable with the puck because they just have anyone on the, on their top three lines can just steal the puck and expose you. And, you know, they just have so much skill that I think they just need to, you know, really keep it simple and play to their strengths. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm intrigued to see how, especially Vegas's top line does against RD because you know William Carlson and Marcheseau are so good together that I'm trying to figure out like what pair you send out against them and I'm having a hard exactly. time figuring that out especially when their second line which I believe is Pacioretty, Stastny and Cody Glass is almost just as dangerous. Yeah, sometimes Mark Stone plays there too, but yeah, it's they're all see like yeah, they just could interchange players, and, and it just all seems still great. find success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Cody Glass is the one that I'm 
really nervous about because he has just been so like just a great addition to the um, Golden Knights. I mean, it's you could really see the the older players benefiting from playing with him. And I I figured I really knew that he was a good player when he was drafted, but I didn't realize this he was this good. Yeah, he's definitely impressive. I'm I'm wondering if that's who they put Sanheim and Braun out for. That seems to be the right way to go for that top line and then put Provi and Niskanen out for their second line. But we shall see. It should be a fun game. I think that's you know one thing that was missing in the game against Dallas amongst many things was that it just wasn't fun like there wasn't jump to the game but I think the way that Vegas plays the Flyers are going to have to increase their speed and increase their creativity so that overall the game should you know regardless of outcome be more fun yeah, I definitely um, agree with the with the pace of the game because Vegas does play fast. It just makes me nervous when they start to get creative because you know the creativity is is good. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just that Vegas can capitalize on your mistakes. So that just is the only thing that makes me a little nervous. Um, who do you think starts in net for the Flyers? I, I think it's Carter Hart. Yeah, because I think that, again, with the game against Dallas, he just didn't face a lot of shots and didn't allow for him to get any consistent play. And so I think he just needs another game and just, like, stick him back into the fire and and let's see how it goes against a a more top team because it, it just wasn't the kind of game that you try to recover for the... Edmonton game against, so just put him in again. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see what happens, but I have faith in in our child to to do better this time. You know, it's a long season, and this is this will be his first full season with the team, and I think that he just needs a little bit more confidence and a little bit more experience, and he'll only get that through playing. Like, being on the bench is exactly. not going to help anything that he is struggling with at the moment. So, put him in. I definitely agree, and I feel like the Flyers aren't in a position where it's like, you can't play Carter because you're trying to win. It's like, you know, we need... No, we we have Carter, so we can win. Exactly. And like show the fan base and show the team and show Carter that we all are behind him and we believe in him. And what better way than to to show that by playing against the Golden Knights, who are, like I said, a cup contender. Exactly. So we shall see how that game goes tonight. And of course, we will recap the results of that game on our episode tomorrow. Welcome back once again to Locked on Flyers, your daily Flyers podcast on the Locked on Sports Network. And it's time for our Flyers nemesis of the week. So as Philly sports fans, we have a lot of reasons to be annoyed and cranky. And so we thought we would, on Monday's 
pick our nemesis this week and what's bothering us, who do we hate. And I think this week it's the back of the net. Who is the back of the net? Where is the back of the net? Has a puck seen the back of the net often enough? I don't think so. Yeah. So you're on my list, back of the net for the Flyers. So normally I would have my own nemesis of the week, but I think this just, especially after the Dallas game, this is just so on brand for right now, like the back of the net. We would like to see you get lit up. So I would agree with you, Rachel. I would say, yeah, you know, you want to see that, that white twine bounce back and forth a little bit (laughs) because of something bouncing off it, like a puck, for instance, maybe three, four, five, six. I, I, I I really want to see the Flyers score seven. I would like to see that. So many other teams have done that. That would be good. I would want to see it. I know. I know. You know, just even enough to just get, like, what is it, the chicken or something? Like a free chicken <laughs> sandwich or whatever it is. Yeah, isn't that what? What is that, five? Four goals, Four goals? I think. Yeah, I think they lowered it because people, the Flyers last year were, weren't scoring five goals a game. So I think they lowered it to four. Yeah. So, you know, a hat trick might be nice. Who do you think, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but who do you think is going to be the first flyer to get a hat trick? Couturier. Oh, okay. I was going to say Konechny. No, I think the that's the more predictable answer. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe it'll be somebody else. How about Couturier? I, could, I mean, either one I could see. They're both playing on a line together. Yeah. I would love for it to be Giroux. Yes. Just round that out would be just great. do the, the whole line. All three of them get I mean, tricks on the same day. Have the same game. Yeah, let's let's start with one. <laughs> one. From Giroux. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, cause some damage to the back of the minute. Yeah. I would like that. It deserves it. So hit that camera in the back of the net or bounce the water bottle yeah. off the back of the net. Any of those things would be great. Or you know what? Even if it's just an ugly goal, it doesn't even hit the back of the net. Just if it crosses the line, I'm fine with that too. Yeah. You know, if they need to, you know, go to Toronto to see if it crossed the line. <laughs> and as long as it passes, too. that's fine. You can just as long as yeah. you see the white in between the red line and the puck, we're good. I'll take it. Yep. Yep. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow where we will recap the game against the Golden Knights, where hopefully they have scored at least five goals, including a hat trick from either Konechny or Coots. We'll take it, plus, you know, an extra goal from Drew or something. And then we'll do our weekly check-in with the Phantoms, and then we'll play a little game called This or That. As a reminder, we want to hear from you. Send in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel, and I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Have a great Monday. Bye.